Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, Rabbi Schneider is going to give us some insight into why Jesus died. Jesus' death on the cross was significant, and his blood atonement purchased our salvation. But why did he have to die in the first place, and is everyone automatically saved, or is there something we must do? Well, that's what Rabbi Schneider will discuss today as he continues our series, Prophetic Fulfillment of God's Fall Holy Days. We're going to learn what to expect when we choose to live under the power of Jesus' sacrifice and accept him as our Lord and Savior. Let's dive in. Here is Rabbi Schneider. The Bible tells us in the Torah, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 11, that the life of the flesh is in the blood, saith the Lord, and I've given it to you on the altar to make an atonement for your soul, for it's the blood by reason of its life that makes atonement. This is why it was so critical that when Jesus was on the cross, the soldier had to come and thrust a spear in his stomach in order that the blood would flow out because it was the blood flowing out that symbolized that the life had been given. It's the blood of Jesus, beloved, that has purchased our salvation. Now, the foundational scripture on Yom Kippur comes from the book of Revelation, chapter number 12, verse 11. I'm gonna actually read it for you so you'll be able to get it word for word. I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. Hear the word of God, once again, Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him because of the blood and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. Now, this scripture is about the end time believers that survived and they survived through three things. Number one, they survived because of the blood of the lamb. Two, because of the word of their testimony. And because they had sold out lives for Jesus, they did not love their lives even to death. Now, I wanna ask you, how do we take the blood of the lamb and apply it to our life? Because it's not enough just that Jesus shed his blood. Somehow we have to make his blood relevant and effective in our own lives. So how do we apply the blood of Jesus to our life? It brings us back to Exodus 12, where every Israelite family took an unblemished lamb, which was a shadow of Jesus, and then they sacrificed that lamb. They very carefully collected the blood of that lamb in a basin because none of it could be spilled on the ground. None of it could be wasted because it was so precious and so valuable. And then they had to personally take that blood that had been collected in the basin and apply it to their home, to their doorframe with a hyssop branch. Once the blood was applied to their home, they had to go inside the home, close their door and not come out, symbolizing that they were completely covered in case protected by the blood. Now, I want you to consider this. When those Israelite families slaughtered the lamb and then collected it in the basin, the blood left in the basin could not and did not save them. It was only when that blood that had been collected in the basin was applied to their home, and then they went inside their home and closed the door that they were saved by the blood. In the same way, as I've been saying, 
The blood of Jesus does not automatically save us. It has to be applied to our lives, even as the children of Israel had to apply the blood to their doorpost from the basin. So how then do we apply the blood of Jesus to our life? I believe that Revelation 12, 11, once again, gives us a clue because they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They confessed who Jesus was and the power and the authority of the blood in and over their lives. You see, the principle of confession is what our salvation is based on. The book of Romans chapter 10 tells us that if we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and then confess or testify that he's our Lord, we'll be saved. So believing and confession go together. For with the heart man believes, but with the mouth confession is made, Scripture tells us, resulting in salvation. And so I believe, beloved church, the way that we get the blood of Jesus into our lives personally is by having faith in it and confessing its power, what it does for us as we thank Jesus for it. We read from the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. In Him, we have redemption through His blood. And I developed that. And at the end of that, we confessed it. We said together, I'm going to have you do it again today. I want you just to testify of the blood of Jesus' redemptive power in your life, individually and personally. So we're going to say together, thank you, Father God, for purchasing me and for redeeming me through the blood of Jesus, your Son. Thank you that you purchased me to marry me. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you and give my life to you. Amen. The next point I want to make is that the blood of Jesus, beloved Church of God, cleanses us. Hear the word of God now as I read from the book of 1 John, chapter number 1, verse number 7. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I want to, at the onset, make the point here that all the verbs in this scripture verse are continuing present tense, meaning that the blood of Jesus is continuing presently to cleanse us of sin. It's a reality that keeps on unfolding, that our cleansing is unfolding in a deeper and deeper way as we abide in the light and have fellowship with one another. Let's listen to the verse again. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. How do we know if we're walking in the light? Well, according to this verse, one of the ways that we know we're walking in the light is if we're walking in a love relationship with God's people. This is why the mindset that your relationship with God is just about you and God, and it doesn't have to do with you being in relationship with other believers, falls short of a complete biblical understanding because God calls us as a people and as a community, and he wants us to walk together in love in the light. Every letter that Paul wrote 
was not addressed to an individual other than Timothy or Titus. He was speaking to the church, to the church at Ephesus, to the church at Philippi, to the church at Corinth. God calls us as a people. And when we walk in love, we abide in the light. And as we walk in love and abide in the light, the blood of Jesus is effectively working in our life to cleanse us of sin because it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to walk in love. In the natural, we walk in love only when people make us feel good. We love people that do something for us. But to walk in true love is to walk in sacrificial love. It's to walk in laying down our lives and to do that. And when we do that, there's a cleansing that takes place. I want you to confess with me that as you walk in the light, as you seek to love people unconditionally, the blood of Jesus is cleansing you from sin. Let's confess it together. Father God, I thank you that as I offer my heart to you, seeking to obey you, seeking to yield to the Holy Spirit, endeavoring to love your people, to pray for them, and to cultivate a heart attitude of love in my heart for them, that as I do that, your Spirit, through the blood of Jesus, is cleansing me of sin, that sin is being rooted out of me through the blood of Jesus as I'm being cleansed in a deeper and deeper way. Beloved child of God, you're being cleansed of sin. You're being transformed into the likeness of Jesus as you seek to abide in the light and to walk in love because those that walk in love abide in God. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, a special announcement. Join Rabbi to celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah 2023, September 15th through 17th at Lion of Judah World Outreach Center in Toledo, Ohio. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com for more information. Make your plans to join other believers as we gather to expect, anticipate, and pray for Messiah's soon return. Services will include special Messianic Jewish worship with Siegelite music. Celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah 2023. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. Let's continue on. Through the blood of Jesus, we're justified. I want to go to the book of Romans now. I'm going to be reading in the book of Romans, chapter number five, verse number nine. Hear the word of God. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Justification means to make righteous. When you're justified, you're made righteous. Think about this. Justified is just as if you'd never sinned. God justifies you by clothing you in the righteousness of Christ through the blood of Jesus. He takes away your sin so that you now stand before God holy and blameless 
as if you've never sinned because you're in Jesus and Jesus never sinned. Paul said, I'm following Christ now. I've given up my old life seeking to earn God's righteousness because I want to be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own, Paul said, derived from the law, but having the righteousness of Christ that came to me as a free gift. To be justified, remember once again that we've been justified through the blood of Christ. Once again, Romans 5, 9, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God. Listen, to be justified is to be made righteous. It's to be acquitted. Yes, you and I have sinned, but Jesus justifies us. And so it's as if we stand before the judge and the judge says, not guilty, as if we never sinned. We've received the righteousness of Christ. He took our sin away and justified us. Romans 5, verse 17 through 21. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, it's through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men. Even so, through one act of righteousness, there resulted justification of life to all men. In other words, what Paul is saying is that before Jesus came, everybody was guilty because they were descendants of Adam and everyone that was descended from Adam inherited his guilt. We were born guilty before God, descendants of Adam inheriting his sin nature. But when we received Jesus, Jesus took away our sin by his blood and gave us the gift of his righteousness. So now, church, we are justified. Paul wrote about this throughout the scriptures, and much of his theology is built upon these two themes that we've covered, that we've been redeemed and justified through the blood of Jesus himself. We are not guilty we're just as if we'd never sinned. Let's confess this together. Father God, I'm so happy to know that through the blood of Jesus, I am now righteous before you and that I stand before you justified just as if I'd never sinned. Jesus, King Jesus, thank you for clothing me in your righteousness, taking away my sin acquitting me and justifying me. Amen and amen. Next, beloved, through the blood of Jesus, we've been sanctified. To be sanctified means to be made holy. In fact, the original word for sanctify in the Greek language is sometimes translated in scripture as sanctified. Sometimes it's translated as holy. It's the same Greek word, and it carries with it the concept of being set apart. To show you this in scripture, I want to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 11 and 12. First, I'm going to read from the New American Standard Version that translates this Greek word as sanctify. Then we're going to read from the New International Version. You're going to see that the translators of the NIV version translated the same Greek word as holy. Hear the word of God. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burned outside the camp. The bodies for the sacrifice were always burned outside the camp. Then the blood was taken inside. 
and presented to the Lord as a sacrifice for sin. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify, there's the word, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Same verse in the New International Version. Here we go. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy. Same Greek word, New American Standard Version are translating it as sanctify. NIV translators are translating it as holy. Because the meaning is to be set apart. When we're sanctified or made holy, we're set apart unto God. Through the blood of Jesus that we've been redeemed by, we have been set apart, sanctified, made holy unto God. And as a result of that, beloved ones, God is desiring that our lives be separate unto him. We're separated from the world, from the devil, from the lust of the flesh, and we're separated to God, and God does this through his blood. Listen what Leviticus tells us in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26. Thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart. The blood of Jesus has set you apart. You're supposed to look different. You're supposed to talk different. You're supposed to be different because the blood of Jesus has purchased you to be set apart, sanctified unto God. This is why the New Testament calls you a saint. Let's testify. Father God, through the blood of Jesus, I've been purchased by you and set apart unto you. I've been set apart from the world, set apart from the devil, set apart from the flesh. Confess this with me. And Father God, I've been set apart unto you. I am holy. I am a saint because of and through the blood of Jesus. And lastly and finally today, I want to talk about the fact that through the blood of Jesus, we receive life. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in yourself. Truly, truly, I say to you in John 6, 53, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Beloved ones, because of Jesus, because of his blood, you have been given the very life of God. You are alive in Christ. And it's all because Jesus shed his blood for you. He is the fulfillment of God's holy day, Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, and through his blood, all the benefits today that I've talked about are yours in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Discovering God's plan of redemption through the biblical feasts. That's our takeaway from today's message with Rabbi Schneider. And you're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, or if you'd like to hear today's message again, please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. 
www.thepeakshow.com. And also don't forget that on Friday, September the 15th at sunset, the fall holy days will begin. It's important to note that in Hebrew, the concept of time is not just a linear chain of events that will happen, but also time is a cycle of events that happen in a linear fashion until God's appointed time of the end. And that's why these feast days are so important. They are specially set apart days where God's children can meet with Him. So if you'd like to learn more about God's appointed holy days, then go online to our website and explore. We have a treasury of messianic content ready and available right now. We even have opportunities for you to support this ministry through your prayers and your financial gifts. And to tell us a little bit more about that, let's turn things back over to Rabbi. Beloved, faith is a gift, but faith demands our obedience. Think about it. Abraham received the gift of faith from God, but he had to be obedient and offer up his son. And when we're obedient to the call of faith, our heart is open and we're able to receive Father's blessing. I want to ask you today, if you're being blessed and encouraged by this ministry, would you offer to the Lord your tithe or your offering through this ministry? In other words, God tells us in his word, number one, that we should honor him with our tithes and offerings, and number two, that we should do it through ministries that are feeding us. It's because of your obedience, beloved, that the world is being blessed through discovering the Jewish Jesus. And as you are obedient in offering the Lord your tithe and offering, it will open up your heart to receive even more of God because our faith opens the door for Father's blessing in our life. For over 40 years, Rabbi Schneider has committed his life to the passionate pursuit of being used by God for his glory and his purposes. And your partnership, it makes a true difference in that effort because when God's people come together as one, there's nothing that we can't do. So please join with us right now. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also give through your mobile phone. Just text the keyword word rabbi to the number 45777. And you know, our crusades and worldwide outreach events are just two examples of how we touch lives each and every year. I'd also like to remind you about several of our other ministries, though. Our prison ministry provides rabbis teaching materials to the incarcerated, and our prayer ministry team gathers together every week to read over every single prayer request that we receive. We wholeheartedly believe that there's power in prayer, both individually and corporately. So if you want to let us know that you're listening and praying, or if you want us to pray for you, you can write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. You can also connect with us at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. Now here's a special blessing from Rabbi. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yavah Yahweh Yair Yahweh Panavelecha 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider talks about the Feast of Tabernacles. Be listening Wednesday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.